1: Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered
0: by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: We're still waiting for the disabled player exception to be approved and what the Bulls could look to do with it. I'm gonna actually talk to you guys about why the Bulls may actually wait to the trade deadline to use the disabled player exception. Plus, we're gonna talk about How do we measure the success for the Chicago Bulls this season? And has AK done enough to really change the ceiling for the Chicago Bulls? We're going to talk about all that plus more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. You can also follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we are on, which includes now Threads. so you guys can follow us there as well. But let's get into the content for today. So the Bulls are still waiting for uh, the designated player, the disabled player exception. I don't know why I always go designated. The disabled player exception to be uh, approved for the Chicago Bulls, which they filed for it. Uh, about four days ago. So, you know, uh, the last time that it was approved with what, what the Golden State Warriors, it took five days. So we could be looking by the end of the day tomorrow. Um, I doubt that it goes into the weekend. I think that we get it approved before the weekend. And while us, a lot of B- Bulls, pundits, fans, everything, we've been looking at free agents possible that the Bulls could look to to use that on or either, you know, players in the last year, of their contract, they, used, they could look to use it in a trade on. I'm going to tell you guys why, the, the Bulls may very well wait to the trade deadline to use that exception. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not guaranteeing it. I'm not even saying that that's the most likely outcome. I'm just saying that there is a chance that the disabled player exception doesn't mean you have to use it immediately when you get it. And as we know that AK likes to really survey things. He likes to try to evaluate things. And we could see, um, especially with the additions of Javon Carter, Torrey Craig, Uh, We still are waiting on decisions to be made by Marko Simonovic, which needs to be made by midnight tonight, if I'm correct. So be on the lookout for that. Um, And then, you know, still Carly Jones, who has an option on that. Uh, What happens with Io DeSumo, which we had a video on last night about the Toronto Raptors and how much the Bulls should be willing to match on Io. But with all those things said, the Bulls could seriously look to wait to the trade deadline to use the disabled player exception. And I think that the Bulls fandom is going to be as impatient as we can be as a fan base at times, there is going to be a section of the fan base that hears that or sees that and immediately gets outraged if the Bulls do wait to move. I'm not saying that it's necessarily the right move. I'm not saying it's necessarily the wrong move either. It really comes down to, all right, what are you going to do with the rest of the roster now, right? You still have part of your mid-level exception. You still have your biannual exception. Uh, The tax bill for the luxury tax isn't calculated to the end of the season as well which may point to the Bulls, you know, maybe wanting to see what this team can do with the added talent that they added in, and then maybe look to maybe do something more drastic at the trade deadline. Again, not saying it's hugely likely, but I do want to realize, I want everybody to realize that that is a possible outcome in this scenario is that the disabled player exception is not used during this free agency, especially when you look a lot of the free agent candidates are starting to dry up, right? We had uh, Mo Bamba sign last night with the with the uh the Philadelphia 76ers, right? Now, that still leaves some that Bulls fans have been talking about, we've been talking about here, like uh, Kelly Oubre is still out there. Christian Wood still out there, even though him and Vooch being on the same team is crazy to me uh, if that were to happen. But uh, he's still out there as well. P.J. Washington still has not signed a deal or an offer sheet with another team. So there are op- absolutely options that the Bulls could immediately look to pivot to once the exception is approved. But I do want to, that, like, that free agent market is really starting to dry up. And, you know, once we start getting to this area about a week uh, from the opening of free agency, that's where we start seeing the restricted free agents and, you know, offers tenured, uh, offer sheets signed by them. We saw one of Matisse Thibault uh, signed yesterday as well. So, you know, those are, those are some of the things we start seeing around this time. But I just want everybody to be aware that there is an absolute chance and some, some probability there that the, that the disabled player exception is not used into the trade deadline and i know some of you guys are going to be upset about that but you know let's pivot from that to talking about the moves that the bulls have made this offseason right and with that said it really leaves this has has the ceiling of the chicago bulls changed enough to where we're looked at, we're looking at this team any differently and that's 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 the whole point of free agency right is to add to your team to improve your team and while i've i've said it before i've talked about how the improvement of having three point shooters it's gonna help the Chicago Bulls and Tory Craig, Javon Carter alone, how that's gonna help change the shot profile of the Bulls. We've heard seen Io working on this three-point shot if he isn't retained. We've seen DeMar. We already, he's talked about the importance of three-point shooting as well. So ultimately, has the Bull have the Bulls done enough to change that ceiling? And a lot of Bulls fans' answer to that is immediately gonna be no. And I understand that. And to a degree, I I kind of agree with that as well. Like it depends on what you saw our ceiling as. The team last year, that was a playing team, that was a that was absolutely a disappointment. Zach didn't come into that season healthy. We didn't have a point guard for the most part of that season. Iowa had a down season as well. Kobe White's scoring didn't come on to the bottom half of the season. All those things factored in. Blowing so many 20-point leads, losing so many games that we sh- that we scored more field goals than the other team, but because of the lack of three-point shooting, we still lost the game. How much does that realistically change the ceiling of the Bulls, right? And I will look at this team as right now, without seeing them play on paper, and kind of you know the expectations around it for a team that can go from being that play-in team to possibly being a team that can avoid the play-in. Again, I've said it before: over 15 games, uh, did the Bulls lose by five points or less? Eight of those games by less than by one score or less than that, right? And so because of that, the improvement that we made. The additional three-point shooting. There's enough to say that hey, the Chicago Bulls on top of hopefully not blowing as many leads having veterans and defenders around now and being just a better team overall with the bet on continuity. Uh but with all that said, there's something to be said there. And I you know ultimately here's what I'll say is that I don't think that the bull ceiling has changed to the point where we're going to be a a, a we're going to get out the first round. I can't say that until I see how this team plays, and, you know, if the Bulls are rocking and rolling, uh, you know, having that, uh, when when Patrick Williams was here, I think we had, like, we were on the pace for, like, a 55 60% win percentage. Javon is a better player than, than, not Patrick Williams, than Pat Bev. And so, you know, ultimately, then you kind of look at that, and, and you can try to convince and talk yourself into the Bulls changing. But that ceiling, the only thing that really right now that is going to increase the Chicago Bulls ceiling is having one of the young players develop. Having one of the young players make that third, fourth-year leap that we look for from players, right? If Patrick Williams, if Daylon Terry shows up and and is a dog in his second year, uh, you know, I would assume if he's retained, if he, you know, takes a step forward, uh, Kobe White, right? If those players do that and have that type of movement and momentum, then yes, you can see the Bulls ceiling changing drastically. But as of right now, the way that I look at it and the way that I'm going to judge this team's success this season is how much they improve in the margins. This is not a team that's going to win a title. And there was no moves, realistically, that were going to take this team and put them in the championship contention. I know that's what Bulls fans want. I know that's, you know, every year we we look at the teams that go on deep playoff runs and we want to be that team. But realistically, there are steps and processes to get there. And so the way that I'm going to judge the, the, team, the, the team's success this season is simply put, do they win more of those close games? Do they stop giving up big leads? Does do they shoot threes as well good enough to kind of more modernize that offense and win more games because of it, right? This Bulls team is only a season removed from being an over 40 win team, right? And we won 40 games last season as well. Like I said before, when you look at the margins and how we lost some of those games, there's reason to think, hey, with, with the just the the incremental improvements that we've made, there's enough to say that, hey, we start turning some of those games around. I think if you look at the Bulls, if the Bulls can end up being between 45 to 48 wins, that's an improvement. It doesn't really change the ceiling of this team, though, right? And I think that that's the thing. You can improve, but not really move the needle on your ceiling, especially determined by how other teams in the East have improved as well. Now, I don't think the East has had a lot of teams that made that drastic move like the Cleveland Cavaliers did last season or something like that. Honestly, a lot of teams around the Eastern Conference have kind of experienced the thrill of March Madness. Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: It stayed primarily the same. So the Bulls, if they can play better, they, they can absolutely win more games, but that ultimate ceiling when it comes down to it of, You know, I was having a conversation with somebody in the comments yesterday, and, and, you know, he said that he doesn't think that the Bulls are that far off from being a championship contender, and they kind of use Miami's run to kind of solidify that fact. And, you know, I don't think that the Bulls are there. You know, the Miami Heat were a team that's really grown and developed. They've been to the finals before, but I do think that the Bulls aren't that far off from being a team that can avoid the play-in. And I know that's not what we want. We want to see a team that can go on a deep playoff run and we deserve that and that's what we should be aiming towards but it's not as simple as flipping a switch and you can just make these moves that that get you there right you have to be smart and unfortunately the Bulls were in a situation this this offseason where they had to focus on retaining their own free agents to not become a worse team right that's just what it was had we let Nikola Vucevic and Kobe White walk away But there was no deals on the table that could have been realistically made with the space that we had that then we could have even looked to improve. At that point, we're absolutely getting worse. Right. So a lot of moves had to be made. A lot of things that were done this offseason were to keep the status quo to a degree. But then also, like I said, don't overlook how adding Javon Carter and Torrey Craig really do help this team in the margin areas that they need to be helped in. We just got to see how this team's going to come together ultimately and how that's going to pay off four more wins for the Chicago Bulls. But with that said, who's still out there that the Bulls could target? Not even looking at the disabled player exception, which these could be some of those as well. I mentioned some of them already. Christian Wood is absolutely one of them. P.J. Washington would be a dream. I would love if the Bulls are able to acquire P.J. Washington. And I don't know if that disabled player exception is going to be enough to avoid the Charlotte Hornets from matching. Um but I guess we'll see. The further we go into free agency, the more unlikely teams start to become to match the restricted free agents, especially if they made moves other places, right? Miles Bridges coming back, you know, they drafted Brandon Miller. Um so there's that you know, they so that forward kind of spot may be taken up, but we'll see, right? So those are definitely players that the Bulls could look to target that I do think will help move the needle for the Bulls. Now, some of the the, the moves that the Bulls could look to make that to do things like replace Marco with an actual player that you know can play at the NBA level and you don't have doubts, even though I'm not as down on Marco as some of you guys are, I understand the doubt. I guess maybe I'm just I've watched too many G League games. But ultimately, Trenton Watford is definitely there. Darius Baisley is another one who who's recently popped up that I've seen name uh, float around. It's kind of young targets that the Bulls could look at to kind of replace in that Marco Simonovich area. Yes, they will be on the back end of the bench, but they are players that have contributed and played on nba teams and then especially now that we do have a head of player development maybe we can get something out of so you know there there still are players that the bulls could target i kind of think i get the indication with just how quiet things have been that the bulls may be waiting on that disabled player exception but then again that could come back to bite them in their ass what's going on with io if the toronto raptors do end up giving an offer sheet or god forbid the san antonio spurs who have a lot of money it can get a little bit costly there so we'll end up seeing but all right we got one voicemail that we want to get into
2: before we end the episode today this one's from samson hey what's up man this is samson i'm originally from chicago but living in south dakota right now um of all places but hey i just wanted to say i really appreciate uh your channel um i love i listen to you every day Um, and I love what you do, you and Pat, the designer, on, uh, Locked On. You know, I, I kind of miss, like, being able to, being able to talk bowls with people because out here, you know, it just, it kind of gives me that dose of that that I need. So, anyway, I really appreciate that. Um, my thoughts were on, um, potentially signing Bull Bull. Um, you know, I, I think the guy has, has a great skill set. Uh, and I think, you know, Competing with playing time, um, with Wendell Carter, uh, Mo Bamba, uh, Paolo Bancaro, Franz, or Franz Wagner, um, you know, like he, he, he made his way to, to get some time on the court. And I think that, that shows some promise, um, better three point shooter than his daddy, who, uh, <laughs> who, what, for his career average, like, I don't know, he had like five seasons where he didn't even hit a three. But, uh, but yeah, no, he's, I, I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, I think he'd be a great signing. Um, I love your idea, uh, you know, kind of a replacement for Marco Simonovic. When you, when you talk about the injury concerns, um, yes, concerning, especially with the history of the Chicago Bulls players and injuries. That is concerning. It's kind of a red flag. But when you think about, you know, the fact that Marco has been on the team here now for a few years, and he hasn't played a single, well, he hasn't played much. Um, you know, I think you get a, a proven NBA player out of Bobo. Um, and if he were to kind of take that place, I think that that could be really, you know, promising for the team. And you don't have to expect too much out of it, but what he is able to provide. And I think if he does have, you know, injury, you know, concerns and, 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 he deals with any of that here, you know, he gets a little, little time to, to, you know, make his way on the court. But anyway, yeah. Um, I just,
1: all right. First of all, thank you so much for checking out the channel, brother. And I'm glad that you're appreciating it. And you know, I, I, I always said that this channel was meant to be a platform for Bulls fans. And you know, the fact is you don't get to have a lot of conversation with Bulls fans. Hey, jump into that. Um, the YouTube comments have have conversations there. We also have a discord, like, You can still connect and interact with other Chicago Bulls fans, and we want you to. That's the whole point of Chicago Bulls Central. But now as far as Bobo, you know, here's the thing. I said before, the injury concern is the biggest thing that I have for him. When you look at his highlights, of course, if you just watch the highlights, the only player that looks bad in highlights is Kai Soto, apparently. But with that said, um, Bobo really does present a nice skill set right the biggest question is the health concerns that's really it right and i think for the money that you would be spending for bowl um that you, you know the skill set that he does have if you're able to cultivate that and develop that and turn that into something that can pay off for you in a long long run i don't know if i ever see ball as being like a long-term starter but he is a player that hey it can, can give some room protection can rebound the ball can shoot better like you said than his father um and 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 he, he can get a little out of control defensively as well. He can get back down by bigger bigs because of his size and his frame. All those things are true. But you're not looking at him to come in and be the linchpin of your franchise. You're looking at him to be, come in and be in depth piece. And I do think that he can do that very effectively in a role if you give him one. But then you also have to factor in the Billy Donovan of it all, right? We have Drummond. We have Vooch. We have P. Will. We have Torrey Craig. Is Billy Donovan even going to play bowl bowl? if we were to sign him? And that's another question that we have to ask ourselves. It's unfortunate, but it's just the reality of being a Chicago Bulls fan and having Billy Donovan as your head coach. You have to ask those type of questions. And you know I think ultimately when it comes down to it is that if the Bulls were to give Bola an extension at the veteran minimum or at his minimum, you can't really hate it. You can't because he has enough upside Yes, you can say I don't see this working out, but it can't it won't be a deal that you can that I personally don't think most people can sit there and say, "I absolutely hate this move because ultimately, it's low risk. veteran minimum contracts can be cut at any time you can sign another player at a vet minimum. So you know we'll see what happens with Bowl and you know maybe he is on the Bulls target list. It's possible. I'm not saying that I'm the biggest fan of him, but hey, anything is possible. But all right, y'all, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bull Central. Make sure you follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod@gmail.com. is email.com. Lastly, you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the show, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys and like, like, in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace.